You are listening to the Forcecom Frontline, bringing you to our soldiers on the front lines of readiness. Hey everyone, welcome to the Forcecom Frontline. I'm Ashley and I'm your host. Today, we're doing something a little different. We are sharing a conversation from another podcast, the Connect First podcast hosted by the First Corps Command Sergeant Major, CSM Sean Carnes, is a new program focused on leadership and professional development. New episodes are available each month and will feature conversations with leaders from across the Army. Their latest episode features a conversation with our Force Comm Command Sergeant Major, CSM Todd Sims, and discusses the importance of remaining relevant and relatable. If you like what you hear, make sure to give them a follow, and you can find a link to them in our show notes. And so now we'll, we'll turn it over to Command Sergeant Major Carnes. Ladies and gentlemen, guests, uh, welcome to the third, third episode of uh, Connect First. And uh, today I have a great guest, our Force Calm Command Sergeant Major, Command Sergeant Major Sims, as our uh, guest on the show today. Um, Sergeant Major Sims, thank you very much for coming on today's show. And uh, please, please tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Hey, uh, thanks a lot. I appreciate it, Sergeant Major Carnes. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to do this, uh, especially from, uh, you know, from Fort Bragg, North Carolina, where the sun's out and uh, it's a nice morning. And I'm sure uh, at JBLM, it might be a little bit uh, cloudy and rainy. I'm hoping the sun's out there. But uh, so I, I've been uh, doing this uh, this for about 35 years. I, I started in the Army National Guard, and then uh, after after the guard, I was like, I wanted to I wanted to go active duty, and uh, so I went to the Army recruiter's office and I was like, Hey, uh, you know, I want to I want to serve on active duty. Like, hey, no problem. You got to go to Korea. I was like, Well, I don't know if I want to go to Korea. So I was walking out of the recruiting station. I looked to my right and I walking past the Marine Corps uh, substation there. And it's like, I knew the guy sitting there. I was like, Craig, Todd, how you doing? And I walked in the Marine Corps office and uh, this gunny comes walking out and says, hey, do you have what it takes to be a United States Marine? And I was like, yeah, if you don't send me to Korea. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I get, they got me out of my guard contract. I went in and I, I joined the Marine Corps and I went out to Camp Pendleton, California. And uh, so great four years, I met my wife, had my first child uh, while I was in the Marine Corps, did two deployments, um, Desert Shield, Desert Storm was a part of that. So, you know, and the second time we went back, we went to this lovely place called Somalia. Uh, so, yeah, it was a, it was a, indeed a great four years of my life. Like I said, I met my wife there and had, we had our first child. But then um, it got down toward the end in 92 early 93 went during the uh, Clinton drawdown of the armed forces and I was like I, I did not want to get out and uh, so yeah, I get back from a deployment and I went to try to re-enlist the Marine Corps and like we're not accepting anybody I'm like oh crap what am I going to do so went being a smart guy I went to the army recruiter's office and said hey you guys taking prior service like roger that I said well I get out I get out of the Marine Corps on Friday they'll go be here on Monday so I showed up on Monday I did 27 days of uh you know leave if you will and I went from Camp Pendleton California and reported in at Fort Campbell Kentucky and what I tell everybody you know that the, the brotherhood of the Marine Corps was awesome I still have you know I bet my best man from my weddings there I still keep in contact with them I keep in contact with about about 15 folks from uh from my time there but you know once I came in the army I never looked back so you know uh, it's it's been great I've been stationed in all the uh all the lovely places including uh Joint Base Lewis McCord uh, but it's, it's been a, indeed a great, great ride, and uh, I'm looking forward to our discussion today. Oh, man, and, uh, you know, a great career that you've had, and again, appreciate you coming on here. And, you know, you said about your 35 years. I just turned 30 uh, years in the in, uh, Army in August, 
So today I want to talk a little bit about how you, how we, how everyone can stay relevant uh, in the military as we continue to grow and uh, get a little bit older as we go along. And, but the, of course, when me and you come in, remember, you know, we had Vietnam vets in, in our uh, formations. Um, I can remember, you know, <laughs> I used to always, you know, going to chow hall. Man, this chow hall sucks. And the, and the Vietnam vets, you know, obviously would say some explicit uh, words to me. Basically, you know, sit down, shut up, and eat your food, basically, right? You're getting some hot chow. And uh, so today I just want to talk about a little relevancy and how we stay relevant. And, you know, we were talking earlier about uh, physical fitness, something that we haven't talked about on this, uh, on our episodes here. So uh, can you, you know, talk a little bit about how you stay relevant in physical fitness as we were talking about earlier? Yeah, it's a, that's a great, uh, great uh, point there. Um, I think uh, us old timers, what we're used to is you know, what we're used used to be used to was uh, you fall off formation, right face, double time march. And you know, everything was kind of uh, graded. You were kind of graded on how well you could run. Uh, but, you know, those those days are, are, are long but over. I mean, running's still important. I still love to run, uh, you know, but I ran the Army 10 miler. I've, I've done other small races, but, you know, the focus on functional fitness is more important not only for uh, for the ACFT, but it's important for your health. You know, at being over 50 years old um, and, and seeing, you know, the you know, soreness in my elbows, my knees hurt, et cetera, and so forth, uh, that, that really the, the auspice of H2F and, and what, what, what we've seen um, with these professionals inside of our formations, but, you know, the importance of functional fitness, um, it, it's, it makes all the difference in the world because, you know, it's, it's all good that you can run 15 miles at, at a 730 pace, but can you lift up uh, the, the 290 pounds, 300 pounds, you know, to replicate stuff that we do in, in combat, you know, wearing that kit that we wore for all those years and, uh, and all those deployments, you know, if you're not physically fit, that's going to break you. Um, but it, it's important that uh, we understand that, uh, you know, it's not, not only important to be, able, be, you know, have endurance, but if we don't have strength to go with that endurance, I mean, you're going to be really irrelevant on the battlefield because if your battle buddy falls out and you can't pick him up and move him out of harm's way, you know, it's, it's not a good thing. So, I mean, the, the strong focus on, uh, I used to say a long time ago, I was the only powerlifting uh, marathon runner in, in, uh, in my battalion. And I, just as an officer major and a battalion star major. So I, I was an avid marathoner when I was out there at JBLM. I, I ran the Capital City Marathon a couple times, two years in a row, and, and it rained the whole time, both both of those races, but I still did it. Uh, but it was always important to me to still be physically strong. Like, like I always tell people, if I can't bench press my body weight, I don't need to be sitting down on a bench. Uh, but, you know, that that's all with uh, just years of doing this, but then understanding how important it is to have strength in the rest of your body instead of just having an endurance. I, I know it's kind of long-winded, but I, I hope that kind of, Kind of gets what we're talking about no no it, it especially it does and you said a couple good uh pieces in there you know as we talk about as you get older your body starts breaking down a little bit right and we didn't have h2f when me and you were growing up right i mean it was exactly like you said basically formation right face let's go for a run you know push-ups and sit-ups um and and so i think you know having holistic fitness is very important and to understand the five pillars of fitness right so it's just not H2F. You have Army Wellness Center that does a lot of great stuff for you. You have a re uh, readiness and resiliency, R2 centers that does some uh, spiritual readiness stuff. 
uh, which is important that me and you didn't have and a lot of us didn't have as we were growing up. So to understand those programs um, and, you know, be able to go see them. Uh, I just went to the executive leaders uh, readiness program yesterday, the AWC, and, uh, you know, sitting down with them and going through some of their plans because they'll give you a plan to help you to get better at your physical fitness. It's just not, you know, running, right? It's also, you know, that muscular endurance at the same time. So they gave me a good plan to be able to do that. And we've got to use those programs to help us. So not just don't we, we stay relevant, but also, so, you know, A, when we start breaking down, there's other ways to help you through physical therapy, through these programs to help you get better and get back out there the formation and be able to continue to, you know, do PT with the young guys. I might not be, you know, sticking up with the fastest of the young guys, but guess what? I'm definitely not last. If that's one goal of mine is never to be last. Yeah, that's, uh, that's true. I think uh, it's funny. So I, I, I got some youngins that kind of work for me at Master Sergeant Simmons and uh, just hired a new staff sergeant. His name's Jimenez. They, you know, they're runners. So, I mean, I can take him to the gym and work him out, but then I, I'll take him out on a run and skin him up. They're like, oh, sorry, Major. It's like, well, you, we, old guys can still do it. But just a, a good – you talked about the Army Wellness Center. I, I, I'm really motivated about uh, how awesome that that stat – or what that does for not only myself but for my spouse. So my wife and I both go there. And uh, so get my fitness pal thing and all that stuff, get a good nutrition plan. And uh, they keep us on track with, uh, you know, body fat percentages and stuff like that. You know, the first time I went over there, I injured myself and I had PRP in my right elbow and I was going through occupational therapy. And I was like, I got to go get my nutrition right. So they have, the first time in a long time, I went in that bod pot and I got a wake up call. I was like, whoa. Uh, but then, you know, focusing, uh, focusing on nutrition and focus, focusing on fitness after my elbow got better, it, it's been all the difference in the world. But my wife's seen great improvement from, uh, you know, she's dropped over 70 pounds. So, I mean, the Army Wellness Center is well worth its weight in gold. And I, I encourage everyone that listens to this, uh, if you haven't been to an Army Wellness Center, go. They agree. Agree, and it, it's interesting you say spouses. Spouses can go to this too, and actually my spouse, my wife, she's gonna go uh, next Wednesday. Same thing, um, and as you said, it was a wake-up call. Yeah, it was a wake-up call to me in the bod pod also. Um, yeah. But And you said the importance about nutrition. That was another thing, as when me and you were growing up, we didn't have it, you go to the chow hall, eat whatever food they had, and you know, and then you drove on. Uh, now we're getting better with nutrition and giving that plan. They gave me a good plan for nutrition. My fitness pal, you're spot on. Um, didn't know about that. Uh, learned about that. And so, you know, I'm going to start using that because you're exactly right. Getting that nutrition right is just as important as going out there and doing that physical fitness. And, you know, having a spouse be able to go and help her or him, uh, your spouses, be able to do that. Wow, I mean, that, that also, you know, will help some togetherness in, the, in your relationship uh, to be able to do physical fitness, eat right together, eat right in the house, and then just, you know, not your spouse, but then make sure, you know, as your kids are coming up, we're also feeding them correctly too. Yep, that's true, it's really true. And I think, uh, you know, the, the, the programs that we have, that, you know, that we have on our installations, we have to use them. And what better example than both of us going there with our, our spouse to, then young soldiers can see that and, and young leaders can say, hey, 
it's actually making a difference. I think, uh, you know, the more of us that go out there and utilize these programs is going to get the uh, the younger soldiers into those programs because you don't just have to go over there when you're failure or, you know, 600-9 if you're overweight. You can go there for anything, cognitive memory stuff. There's all kinds of great things that we have on our installations that, you know, quite frankly, we have to use and, you know, it's good that both of us can say we've been over there so that we can uh, maybe people will go over there and start utilizing those services. Oh, yeah, 100 percent. And, you know, I've been telling the SAR majors, uh, you know, in, in the leaders lately is we have a lot of and you mentioned it, a lot of programs out there that we didn't have when we were coming up. A perfect example is FAP, right? Um, FAP, you know, we had ASAP and now it's SUDC. But what are the programs right now, and you just said it, is we're at the punishment phase where, hey, I get a DUI, then I'm going to ASAP, or domestic violence, then I'm going to FAP, right? Go over there and see in those uh, leads of those programs, they have a lot of preventive programs to that. And again, as, you know, we're talking about relevancy. I mean, being relevant to our Army programs that we have and using them to prevent something from happening instead of at the punishment phase now we you have to go uh to some of these army programs yeah that, that's it's indeed a sad fact that uh you know we always wait till like right at that punishment phase but uh i think encouraging uh folks to get over there and understand their installations i, I know you guys probably run that uh run run a squad leader course or two there at jblm just as long like we do all of our forces command but i really like when they run the programs that uh teach our young leaders where everything is on installation. Hey, this is where FAP is. This is where, you know, SUDC is. I mean, this is where this is where all these things are, but these are the programs we can we can use to get left of uh, left of the problem. And I think, uh, you know, like fourth ID, they, they have a great uh, a young leader program. I mean, you guys out there have a great young leader program. I know all the way up in Alaska, they're doing some great stuff to, uh, you know, teach younger non-commissioned officers how to be non-commissioned officers. So I think, uh, you know, we're on to something. We, we have a bunch of great sergeants major out there and a bunch of great uh, sergeant first class and, and uh, first sergeants. So we got to continue to push the envelope with training our young leaders. It's not just going to, you know, BLC, ML, ALC, SLC and stuff like that. We have a responsibility as a as leaders to train our own leaders to make sure that they're they are fully prepared for anything that's going to face them oh man and 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 you know and we've got to get after them junior uh you know ncos and junior officers even too right we've got to get after them and and help them get ahead of the ball game to where it's preventing and not punishment as we we're talking about and showing them programs uh you know the one thing we're doing here is just not with the the squad leader and the team leader courses that we run uh, but we're also adding it into reception. So what they'll do is they'll take a tour during reception with their spouses, with their children, and be able to go around and see these programs, be able to see the lead, get a little brief, right? What these programs about, what prevention they have, and the location. Because that's another thing too, sometimes on these posts, like you're at JBLM, right? It's a big spread out area. So understanding also where the location is of them uh, different uh, programs. And then, you know, and then, you know, also, hey, use them social media platforms, right? Because uh, that's another way to stay relevant is how do we use social media platforms? Because that's where a lot of, the, you know, the, the soldiers are, the junior NCOs are, junior officers are is on them social media platforms. So be able to also use them properly 
uh, to be able to get the word out about all these different programs and our information uh, that we're trying to get out to our formations. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, so there, there's a lot of us older, older generation folks that are kind of scared of social media. Um, you don't do not need to be scared of social media. Just follow the Army guidelines. But then, you know, like like for me, I like to post stuff. But every time I go somewhere, it's about soldiers. It's about my interaction with soldiers. Like last week, um, it, it was awesome. I went down to JRTC in Fort Polk and, uh, you know, 2nd Brigade, 4th IDs out in the box. But my first thing that I did is I went and spent time with Geronimo. I actually, you know, put on one of their uniforms, you know, put on put on my 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 miles harness and my halo. And then I went out and engaged the enemy uh, with, with Geronimo. So, I mean, it's just something that, you know, hey, the old star major remembers how to IMT. Hey, the old star major actually got behind cover and was returning fire. Uh, but then I, I get to spend time with those those folks that are out there that their sole mission is to build readiness for our brigade combat teams. And they're woefully undermanned because, you know, I'm not going to go into all that stuff, but they're still out there executing a mission to make make our army better every day. But, you know, to be able to do that with them and then have a conversation with them at the end and ask them what their you know, what their questions are about the army or what can I do as the force comm sergeant major to help your organization. So I, I get some great feedback, but it was great. You know, I took my uniform out my uh, four uniform off after that. And I put my OCPs back on and did a little circle. And I went right back and talked to the uh, second brigade fourth ID guys. So and they're like looking at me. I was like, yeah, yeah, I was shooting at you a minute ago. Uh, but, you know, it's good. It's good for them to see. You know, we're talking about engaged leadership, right? It's good good for soldiers at Echelon to see the, the highest ranking sergeant major in forces command, like show up, do physical training with them, go to the field with them, you know, like play up four with them, you know, just be a part of, the, of what they're doing so they have an understanding that, hey, this guy actually really cares. And especially when they ask a question, it's great to have the force. The force comm staff is a world class uh, staff that they exist to uh, take care of everybody that's out there listening. Um, and if you have something that you need for our staff to tackle, you know, give it to me. I'll, I'll get to the right director and we'll make something happen. But that's all part of uh, being approachable and, you know, people will want to talk to you. And then, you know, when they give you something, you automatically give them an answer back. Oh, man. Well, you said a lot of great information in there. Uh, you know, social media, believe me, I've seen your pictures. And you motivate and inspire me because when, when I see those poster, uh, pictures, right, I mean, you're in full gear. Hey, by the way, you even have camo on your face, which is, which is pretty cool, right? Um, so that, that motivates me. And that's using the social media to show, hey, your locations and what you're doing uh, to be present, right? among the formation and you know that's very important also to stay relevant is the presence among the formations you know mine is you know going um around and anytime i see soldiers i engage number one number two thing is going to motor pools and motor pool monday right and just walking around i'm, I'm not looking you know if anyone, anyone can find some negative stuff that's going on in, in the motor pools right um and don't get me wrong i'm a non-commissioned officer i make corrections but I, I go down there and look for some positive stuff. Hey, what's going on? Hey, how can I develop those soldiers? Sitting down and talking to them and literally sitting down, right? I was in my little ranger chair when I was an RI. So, you know, I have that and I'll sit down and have a discussion with them. Just a bunch of them get around and, and we just discuss and BS about some things. It's, it's amazing whenever you, because you know when the Sergeant Major's talking, defense is up. Uh-oh, Sergeant Major's here. Someone's going to get in trouble. I want to get those defensive down and have them relaxed. 
I want to be have an authentic conversation with those um, them soldiers to be able to find out what's going on. And there's a couple of things. Number one thing, I'm learning about the organization, so I'm getting developed. And I'm also developing them at the same time to help them become better soldiers and in the future become non-commissioned officers or, you know, the officers that are also there become better officers and become better commanders in the future. Yeah, you hit on some great points there. I, I think, uh, you know, the leader development and it just also not only developing your leaders, but you have to develop yourself as well. So, you know, we always talk about lifelong learning. You know, I just... Uh, I just reread the infinite game and I picked up the, the book legacy. So I really want to see like, you know, I think about the all blacks, you know, I think about the the Hoka thing when they're doing the dance and all that <laughs> stuff, but they, they're, they were a dominant force in rugby. So I want to see how, you know, some of the stuff they did in their organization can kind of correlate to, you know, forces command or, or, or anything. So, I mean, it recommended highly from a, a couple of folks. So I'm going to, I'm going to give it a read and see how it is, but you know, to continue to stay relevant with what's going on. You know, there's a ton of podcasts out there. Um, continue to read. I think it's important, you know, that we, we keep our vernacular going. So it actually helps you write better when you're sending emails back and forth to people and stuff like that. Uh, but like I always tell people, you know, you know, the college, this college, that I say, I plugged away one class at a time until I earned my degree. Um, and, you know, cause you get the, the tuitions assistance. It's right there. It's, you know, go to college and get an education because in the long run, when, when this is all done, you're going to be thankful that you did that. But uh, I think, you know, open and honest dialogue is key. Um, and, you know, you hit on the corrections and stuff, you know, our NCOs, our young non-commissioned officers cannot be afraid to make an on-the-spot correction. They're empowered in the AR. They, you know, it, it it's perfectly written in there. You're allowed to you know, make an on-the-spot correction, and you know, people can't be afraid of that. And you know, I'm going to get investigated. No, if you're doing everything appropriately according to the Army regulations, you're not going to get investigated. But if you do and you're following it right, everything will be okay. But uh, th th you had some good points there, and I just wanted to bring up, you know, hey, not only you know for the leader development, sit down, talk like you're talking about aspect, but we we have to continue to develop ourselves. Uh, that way, folks will see, hey, you know, if if I quote something from a book or something. Hey, this person, this is like a, a book from my 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 era. I'm, I'm quoting something from it. Hey, they actually read and, and you know they kind of think about like what we're thinking about. But um, there's there's a lot of avenues out there. But you know that's uh, I just threw that out there for you. No, and and you bring up a great point about self development, right? And everyone has to understand. And you said about reading. We also you know we got also to read doctrine, right? And you know the. <laughs> The great thing about it is the Army makes these great audio books now that'll actually read yeah. it to you. Or you download it from the, you know, the Department of the Army publications. It comes in a PDF and then you put in a PDF reader and they'll read it to you. Um, so, I, you know, trying to get them to, you know, understand, hey, you've got to read doctrine because then that's how you're going to make some of the corrections, right? Understanding about beards, understand about ponytails and what all the policies yeah. say what regulation says, so you're able, you're informed to be able to make them uh, corrections. And that's self-development, as, you, as you're talking about reading, and it's just not reading doctrine. You know, also reading uh, other books too. I mean, I just got done reading 10X by Grant Cardone. I mean, a great book. Yep, it's a business book, but you can relate some of the leadership stuff in there toward the Army and what we do. Uh, so I agree 100% with you. And that goes also back to, you know, social media. You know, getting on there and understanding and watching these podcasts 
watching different, I mean, there's tons of stuff on YouTube. I mean, you just go in there and obviously, you know, type in what you want to watch and it'll have something on there in YouTube on how to do stuff. I mean, shoot, so I went in there and it showed me how to fix the brakes on my truck, <laughs> right? I mean, you can go in there and get YouTube videos all day long and there's some, a lot of great leadership stuff in there. And then, you know, but we have to understand on, hey, how to use social media, i.e. by the Army policy, as you're talking about, and Army guidance. But then when does it come to where, hey, I need to pick up the phone and give them a call, or, hey, it's face-to-face -face time, right? Instead of using that social media platform. So there's a balance there in understanding, hey, okay, here's social media, boom, I got to, you know, use it, understand how to use it, but then, hey, time to pick up the phone, time to do face-to-face -face instead of using that social media platform. Yeah, you can never underestimate the power of face-to-face -face interaction. Um, you know, because, you know, we went, went through COVID a couple of years ago, a year ago, you know, and like that absence of presence uh, was, was it kind of, it kind of hurt. You can kind of see some of the, the, of what's happened with the absence of presence. Uh, but, you know, during that whole time, it was great because, you know, General, uh, did, we did have General Garrett uh, and General Garrett and I still traveled. Uh, we wore masks. We did all the appropriate things we were supposed to do, but it was important for us to still get out and spend time with the formation because, you know, you can never stop what we do because we have to be ready to fight our nation, fight and win our nation's war. So we had to continue mission. Uh, but it's uh, indeed, you know, you, I, I kind of chuckle at YouTube. I, I, so one of, one of my things I love to do is I love to cook. Uh, so I watch a lot of YouTube stuff on uh, how do you prepare this or how do you prepare that? Just got a pizza oven. That thing's amazing, uh, by the way. So uh, I, if I recommend to anybody one day, if you have an, a few extra dollars, pizza ovens are amazing. And YouTube will give you some good, uh, good period of instruction so you don't burn everything. But uh, yeah, so it's it's indeed uh, it's indeed good to have have uh, things like that. But it's uh, it's important to have something else to keep your mind off of like things. So hobbies, like what really really gets me going is like folks that you know you're you become the Xbox champion of the barracks. You know, I mean, like think about JBLM, all the things you can do there. You can go to Mount Rainier, you can go to the ocean, you can go down the Oregon the Oregon coast. Don't stay inside the barracks. Get out and do things. You got MWR. You get all these great things. The boss program. Get out and utilize that stuff. Don't let your legacy be. I was the Xbox champion of uh, the barracks for the past four years, and you never got out and did anything in your community. All of our all of our forts have such great communities around them, and it's uh, it's indeed a shame where folks don't take advantage of that. Nope. Agree. Agree. I'm something with you. Right. I mean. And, and you said it when you come on there, right, about JBLM, it rains and it's cloudy and everything like that. But guess what? Put a raincoat on and get after it. I mean, I just went for a bike ride last weekend in the rain, right? <laughs> Still getting after it because you got to get out in the environment and just deal with it. Um, because you're exactly right. There is a lot of stuff to hear to do at JBLM and also the surrounding community. Yeah. And the community loves us here. Um, and is willing to help out wherever we need help out, right? Um, and so that's an interest and also other point is, you know, um, you know as uh, leaders as you grow up, even as you start out, is, hey, don't be afraid to raise your right hand and say, I need some help. I mean, I, I just did it, you know, a couple weeks ago. Hey, I raised my right hand. We were having some challenge here at JBLM. I said, hey, I need some help, reached out, and guess what? And people helped out. Um, came together 
and we solved the problem, right? So just one rate, hey, I need some help. And you said it earlier about taking action and come up with a solution to fix the problem. If you know you have the problem, raise your hand if you need some help. Hey, I need some help. Come up with the action plan and then come up with the solution to fix it. Don't let it continue to be a problem. Yeah, that's that's great points there. I think, uh, you know, for a lot of, a lot of the senior folks, you know, you think, Think that you know this guy knows everything well absolutely not uh but you know what what's really cool is if you raise your hand and ask for that help you got a stat you got staff members around you, you have experts around you that can arm you with the information because there's nothing worse than going out and doing something and people are going to see right through you if you don't know what you're doing uh but sur surrounding yourself with uh people that are that you know have skill sets that you don't, but then don't be afraid to ask somebody, hey, how does this widget work? You know, because you're getting ready to go visit soldiers that are using this thing and you don't want to be like, oh, uh, so it, it's indeed important to, to have have the, it's really the guts, really emotional intelligence to be able to say, hey, I don't understand this, I need a little help, especially before you go out and uh, you're engaging with folks that are actually using that piece of equipment. Oh man, yeah, be humble. I'm humble all the time. I'm always asking questions, right? And I think, you know, one thing also, you know, as, as we talk about relevancy is asking questions. Um, again, just not raising your hand, you know, hey, I need some help, but asking those questions. Uh, because, you know, a lot of people are like, hey, I'm not gonna ask the question because I don't want what other people think about me, right? I'm not worried about it and I don't care what people think about me because it's for my development, <laughs> right? So I'm asking the question for my development to get me better. Because you know the deal, if you don't ask that question, you're gonna leave that room or leave that conversation and you're still not gonna know what's going on, right? So you gotta ask those questions uh, to help you understand what's going on, to rem uh, you know, remain relevant. As you're talking about, I mean, the Army, Army's modernizing, right? And there's a lot of new equipment out there, same thing. Hey, I gotta ask questions too. I get out into formations, I see them messing with equipment. I go ask the soldiers, hey, what's this equipment? Teach me about it, because I don't know about it. And, you know, help me out. You're the subject matter expert. Show me, you know, what this capability of this equipment is to get me more knowledgeable, you know, so then I'm, I'm there to help them out in the future if need be. Yeah, that's a, a great point. And I think, you know, thinking about remaining relevant is, uh, you know, your our attitudes have to be one of, you know, you have to have a positive attitude. You can't be the negative person all the time, you know, because you think about, a long time ago, like Sergeant Majors, like get off the grass, <laughs> pick up that piece of trash, and you know, and everything was like you remember it. it was, there was a lot of negativity, um, like you know, getting yelled at, or if you, if you look at somebody wrong, you got you know persecuted for it. Um, but you know, you know, we still we're still going to uphold standards, mind you. Like get off the grass and pick up trash. And some of that stuff needs it needs to be done. Uh, but you know. But then having that positive attitude where soldiers will actually engage with you makes so much of a difference. And, you know, it, it for me, like going around, it's like, it, you know, sometimes I don't smile a lot. But then, you know, when I when I'm spending time with soldiers, I actually smile a lot because I'm doing something that, that's important to me. And it's also important to General Pappas that, you know, we're out there engaging with with our with our our soldiers across the formation. Uh, but, you know, it, Sometimes I might have my head down, but you know I got a great team: Sergeant Major Terrell, and Master Sergeant Simmons, that make me pick, pick my head up and smile. Uh, but the attitude is so important in, in doing what we do. And I, I think if you don't have a positive attitude, you know it's it's not gonna you're not gonna have that that connection with your formation. You're not gonna have that connection with one another. 
to actually accomplish the mission. Uh, you, you're exactly right. Um, and it's having that conversation with them, right? Um, and, and I remember it when I was a private, uh, good private Carnes, Fort Hood, Texas, um, my first duty station. I wasn't able to go home on Christmas leave because I already took my leave before that. And so, you know, I was, no one was around and here, you know, I was going across this big field and everyone did PT in this field. So I was walking across and I hear from on, <laughs> get off the, and I'll some explicit words again, right. get off the grass, right? And I'm looking around, I was like, where's that coming from? And I look over, it's a Sergeant Major, get off the grass. I was like, oh crap. I was like, yes, yeah, Sergeant Major, right? Um, so, you know, what, what everyone has to understand, you can make corrections uh, without all the explicit, right? I mean, I make corrections all the time and I go up and just talk to the soldier, hey, Talk to me about, you know, your ponytail or talk to me about your beard or, hey, why are you walking across the grass when there's a sidewalk there, right? And have a conversation with them to understand why they were doing what they were doing. And most of the time you'll find out that they don't know what they don't know. So you've got to help them figure out what they don't know so they know it, right? And that's, again, then also pointing out the regulation. Hey, here's what the regulation says. Go read it. Or, you know, even better yet, hey, let's... Let's go, you know, hey, I'll come see you, you know, in a day or two, wherever you're at, and then we'll go over the regulations. So you get the regulation, you read it, and then we'll come and, and we'll talk about it in the future, right? That's engaged leadership. That's being open. And they're feeling more comfortable to come talk to you because guess what? I'm not screaming at them because automatically, you know, again, when the Sergeant Major is talking, defense is up. How do I get the defenses down? But just having a conversation. You know, they say this hard conversation. It's not a hard conversation. It's just to have a conversation with them and talk to them saying, hey, how's everything going? I mean, I've talked to somebody for five minutes and figure out that they had family here at JBLM. They were coming up on the reenlistment and they wanted to stay at JBLM. Done. Made it happen yeah. to be able to keep them at JBLM and career progress at the same time, right? Just by a simple little conversation for, of five minutes. Yeah, it's important to be able to... Uh it's so important. Communication, it's its the lifeblood of what a non-commissioned officer is supposed to do. And, uh, you know, we're a little bit more comfortable doing that. And uh, we kind of, I kind of talked a little bit about, you know, the COVID thing, how that, you know, people operated off text and cell phones. Um, you know, we have to make, make our young uh, non-commissioned officers, I mean, we don't have to make them, we have to train them to be confident to have those conversations and not just like start texting, keep their head down and into a phone. Uh, it, it's important. It, it, it's, it's, yeah, the communication, it, it's, it's uber important for, uh, for our young soldiers, but it, it's important for us to be able to communicate that and they can see the free flowing confidence and the comfort we have in, in communicating. So, you know, we can build that next, you know, Sean Carnes and that next Todd Sims. So, you know, one day when we're fishing or playing golf or something, you know, we're looking back and saying, hey, you know, that's my legacy. I actually helped uh, develop that young leader to become that the next, you know, first core of the force commissar major. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Hey, and, you know, I, I appreciate our communication today and our conversation today to be able to bestow our knowledge on the future force. I mean, that's what, you know, what we're doing here. Um, so again, I appreciate uh, Sergeant Major Sims, you coming on here today, and I'll turn it over to you for any uh, last uh, comments that you want to put out to our audience. Hey, uh, uh, number one, but to be able to you know have a conversation with you, but to be able to talk to talk to, to soldiers across across Forces Command there at JBLM. Um, but I, I think. Uh, 
thinking about all this stuff remaining relevant and engaged is uh, number one, we have to remain physically fit and at 0630, you're out there in formation with your soldiers executing good physical training to prepare yourself uh, not only for the ACIT, but prepare yourself to fight and win our nation's wars. Super important that we are there, we are present with our with our team. Never forget uh, leader development, not only includes developing other leaders, but you have to develop yourself to, to remain uh, remain relevant. <laughs> That's like re relevant, <laughs> relevant. Uh, but you know, don't be afraid of social media. Face-to-face uh, -face communications is is one of the best ways to actually talk to we, with each other. But uh, I, I didn't bring this up, but I have to bring it up now. Is never underestimate the power of a written note. Uh, you know that that little written note saying you did awesome and send it to them. That that mean, means a lot to folks. And then you know, kind of kind of capping it all off about being relevant is uh you know your attitude and your character is gonna make all the difference for your organization. So make sure you have a positive attitude. You know, you kind of got your character from growing up in the army and, and we won't get, we don't get to certain levels without having good character. Uh, but, you know, for the younger soldiers and non-commissioned officers out there, find somebody that's a, a good mentor and somebody that can help you uh, develop you and make you a better leader. But hey, it's been great. Uh, I hope to see you soon. And uh, if you ever need me to do anything else, uh, just just reach out. I, I'm here. I'm here to support you. Yeah, and I know you are because I've, I've called you plenty of times and I think we're going to have another phone call about a couple of things and you've definitely helped me out um, and I appreciate, you know, you being an open door to me as, as a Sergeant Major to Sergeant Major. So again, to the audience, uh, Sergeant Major Todd Sims, thank you very much for coming on uh, today's episode three uh, of uh, Connect First. So thank you very much. And, you know, I'll just leave this with everyone. Hey, how do you remain relevant within your formation? Whether you're an officer, when you're a non-commissioned officer, whether you're a soldier, how do you remain relevant uh, within your formation? So thank you very much, and I uh, look forward to our uh, next episode, episode number four in the future. So thank you very much, Sergeant, uh, Sergeant Major Sims. Have a good uh, week. Thanks, brother. Hey, thanks for tuning in to Connect First Podcast, where we discuss leadership at its core. You can find Connect First on all your major podcast streaming platforms. Follow First Corps on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for information on upcoming episodes, as well as all things First Corps. Rate, review, and subscribe to us on YouTube and click that notification bell so you'll know exactly when we drop a new episode. Till next time.